Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the film coming to the number two, America. So this is the sequel to Coming to America, the original film. And we have Eddie Murphy coming back, reprising his role as uh, Prince Akeem or King Akeem at this point. Shara Heedley, his wife, James Earl Jones as his father. Um, and we also have some new characters with uh, Wesley Snipes as General Easy, Kiki Lane as one of Eddie Murphy's daughters, Leslie Jones, um, Jermaine Fowler, and a lot of other people who um, were in the first film. But yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of new faces also. But um, essentially, this movie is about getting that next heir to the throne after Eddie Murphy, um, his father, James Earl Jones is passing away and Eddie Murphy does not have a son. He has three daughters, um, but he also hesitates to pass it down to his firstborn daughter because it, it is tradition to have a son or a prince take over that role. And he also has to fend off uh, a neighboring country who's led by Wesley Snipes because either he's going to have to turn his daughter over to um, Wesley Snipes' uh, son so they can join and have peace, or there's going to be war if he doesn't um, cooperate with Wesley Snipes. But what did you get from Coming to America? Yeah, I think this, you know, we have all these blockbuster sequels and, and prequels and trilogies and whatnot i feel like this was a classic sequel i think in true eddie murphy style in some ways it felt like old hollywood old you know what it means to come back and make a sequel right we're just paying homage to the first one it's a similar story with some new faces younger people um but we're getting all the callbacks we're seeing all the people that we fell in love with the first time and it's and it works really well um and i think it's eddie murphy doing what he does best in this film in comedy and i i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to actually okay um i think i enjoyed it in parts um i would say maybe half of it is funny but that's always subjective <laughs> right but um it's just really a, a rehashing of an old story with a different twist and i would say that out of anybody, I enjoyed Wesley Snipes' character the most. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> from Next Doria. <laughs> yeah, so he had he had kind of like a cartoonish type of feel that was really likable. Yeah, yeah, he was doing his thing. Even the walk, the talk, everything about it was pretty hilarious. Um, and it was good to see him in a film again. Yeah, um, this was the last. Well, the last time I saw him in a film was actually with Eddie Murphy in Dolomite Is My Name. Remember that one? That's right. I forget he was in that. He was a director. 
Um, but they have awesome chemistry on, on the screen, and both are very talented, hilarious actors. And seeing them, you know, mingle and with with old characters and new characters was pretty interesting as well. Um, the design was really good. Um, it it felt like let's take coming to America or coming to America, and we'll take some influence from Black Panther to make it a little more serious and not so comical, uh, which I would argue they did in the first one. I think in some ways you could argue that Black Panther took some things from the original Coming to America when it comes to like the regalness of, of African royalty and whatnot. Um, so, and they bring that up in it. And I think there's all that, that slapstick comedy piece that I think is, is um, pretty common in not only sequels, but today's comedies um, with Leslie Jones bringing that Saturday Night Live feel pretty much being herself and hilarious. She's a lot of people don't there's this love hate relationship with with um her as an actor, but I think she was this is what she does well and it was pretty funny. I, I think I enjoyed her character more than her son and it was about him. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it was all about uh Jermaine Fowler Lavelle. Lavelle yeah. is his character. Lavelle Johnson. <laughs> is it Johnson or Johnson? I think it's Johnson. I think it's Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy Leslie Jones. Um, I don't watch too many of her films, but I, I think this was a pretty good one. I think, well, no, nah, I didn't see this film, but Ghostbusters, people really didn't like that. You still didn't I watch didn't that? Like no. Um, I haven't, I, actually, I haven't seen any of them. So, <laughs> You haven't seen any of the Ghostbusters? No. That's pretty funny. I didn't realize that. <laughs> but you definitely yeah. should watch them. Um, it definitely has that goofy sequel feel, feel even though it's a remake. Um, but you got to watch the originals to appreciate it. So, but definitely watch those. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of different people in this film. Um, huge cast. A lot of, yeah, huge cast. Uh, I'm not sure how it only costs what about 70 million. Well, I mean, I think they filmed it at Rick Ross's house, from my understanding. Ah, okay. So, you know, they got the little discount, I'm sure, uh, with him being that one line he got in the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got that. I mean, I think of it almost, it's in that same realm as Tyler Perry. Eddie Murphy just has money and he's having fun. He's not making the movie because he needs to. He just is having fun. So, and you look, yes, the set was nice and there was all these costumes and stuff, but they didn't go that many places. And I mean, it was, the scenes, some of them felt like it was a play. Like I think half the movie happened in one room. It was a big room, but sure half the movie happened that one spot. (laughs) Well, oh, oh, you meant like kind of like the ceremony stuff? The ceremony, the welcome, the coming back. The dance, the the wedding, um, that one morning, I, they just walked in there to say good morning. Like, everything happened in that room. <laughs> the funeral. The yeah. funeral. They did, which is also like sad, creepy, and funny all at the same time. I don't like the idea of James Earl Jones dying, um, but also the idea of him dying in the middle of a party and it being like no one's like gasping strange concept um but that whole scene was like like a concert in a movie 
with stars who I'm not going to say they're not like doing well, but they definitely aren't busy. I mean, you had what Salt and Pepper, SWV, In Vogue, Gladys Knight. I mean, classics, heavy on my rotation in my phone. But um, I'm not talking Beyonce here, so I'm pretty sure they were they didn't cost much, <laughs> and they were probably pretty available, and just probably want to do it for fun, honestly, just being a part of that. Uh, you still got to come correct with that money, though. You still got to come correct. I mean, they did spend millions of dollars on this. We're talking about like like it's nothing, but um, yeah, I mean, not not top billing here. No, but there's a lot of different actors from a lot of different places. Yeah, um, like uh, of course you got Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, two of the cornerstone characters from right. um, the original film, and then Wesley Snipes. I'm not sure how hard it is to get him. Shara Headley, yeah. she's the wife. Right. Uh, James Earl Jones, Kiki Lane. I think she's gonna come up. You got Leslie Jones, um, John. Is that Amos? Oh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's how you say his last name. I think Tiana so. Taylor. Um, Jermaine Fowler. I, I don't know many of his stuff. Yeah, he's uh, pretty new, I think. Rotimi. You probably don't recognize his name, but if you watched... Um, what's the uh, show? Power. Mm-hmm. He was he was a guy who was in the, in the series a lot. Yeah. He he was Wesley Snipes' son. I'm gonna say I think that was I did recognize his face. Um, yeah. But even all those characters, I mean, they didn't have to do much in the film. They probably only filmed for a few, not long, um, if a day, maybe a couple days. Because, I mean, as it should be, most of the movie was Eddie Murphy, right, playing himself or other characters or artist Art Neil Hall doing the same thing like they did in the original. Um, and it, and, you know, I think about. You know, all the Eddie Murphy movies, my favorite ones. There's when he's doing stuff like this, trolling himself, um, you know, playing different characters. Uh, I mean, Tyler Perry has talked about how he is admired and tried to um, not necessarily copy or take inspiration from Eddie Murphy's ability to do that when he plays Medea and himself and, you know, Uncle Joe. Um, but it's at nowhere near the caliber at which Eddie Murphy does it. Yeah, you know, with the with the clumps, you know, the clumps. You know, <laughs> um, I I didn't even finish with the cast list. I mean, you got Michael Blackson. That's right. My, One line, right? But my maybe he was there for a day, right? Um, so he, a lot of people said so they they <laughs> he might have came in for an afternoon. Uh, <laughs> he just had that line. My not so favorite person, Tracy Morgan. Um, Why don't you like Tracy Morgan? You say, what Tracy you do to you? What? He's not funny. <laughs> He's not funny. He just is funny naturally. Like his comedy is himself coming alive. Uh, and he always plays the same character. He plays Tracy and it's Morgan. Not funny. <laughs> it's... I, I'd take I'd, I'd take Kevin Hart over him any day. No, just... it's that Saturday Saturday Night Live style funny. Just just being goofy for no reason. I think having him and Leslie Jones together, perfect, um, in the scenes that they had. <laughs> because they play out the same kind of type of comedy. Um, and that slapstick, stereotypical, just goofy behavior. 
um, was funny. Like my favorite, one of the best, the funniest things was the ZNN that Trevor Noah in there. Um, and you have Arsenio Hall and Tracy Morgan doing the little panels, you know, disagreeing with one another. And then the same room and they get up and walk <laughs> across and you see it in the camera. And I feel like that probably wasn't scripted or if it was like, it just was, they had to play it up and just make it more ridiculous than it was. Um, it was funny for those reasons. And I think there was some social media like commentary that they were like unhappy with the film. And I think it was because it didn't take itself so seriously. Um, they wanted some like best man holiday or something like deep and dramatic and all that stuff, but it's just a comedy. And that's all it has to be. Um, I think that it, and they did a good, good job. There was, there was, I mean, there was a message, true love, but I mean, at a very surface level, I mean, he fell in love with the barber he met what felt like over three days. So, um, yeah, we're, we're jumping ahead. Jumping Wait, around the story. Right. Yes. But <laughs> well, we still got more cast to go. I mean, you got Rick Ross. He showed up as himself. <laughs> John Legend. Um, that's right. Morgan Freeman. I mean, there, there's right. a lot of people in this film. <laughs> I mean, for no reason. <laughs> when I heard Morgan Tumbo? Freeman's voice, I was like, is he just going to do it voiceover? And then he was there. And I was like, they really dragged Morgan Freeman in this. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of people in here. Um, but I guess they were all just having fun. That's what it looked um, like. That's what it looked like. Yeah, but let's go and get into the story. So Eddie Murphy, um, he is looking to pass down the throne to the next heir, but he does not have a son, which is not in uh, the original tradition. And his father is passing away. And we also have Wesley Snipes on the outskirts of their country, Zamunda, waiting to invade or attack them unless Eddie Murphy has, <clears throat> has his daughter marry uh, Wesley Snipes' son. But there comes this older guy. I think he might be like a old wise person from Zamunda or something. Right, like a shaman, spiritual yeah. leader, advisor. Yes. And he comes up with, hey, let's tell Eddie Murphy the truth that he actually has a bastard son in New York, in Queens. Um, and Eddie Murphy has no recollection of it until they, you know, tell him about the story of, or Arsenio Hall tells him, hey, you remember that time that we went to this person's house and this <laughs> happened? <laughs> but he was drunk during that time, so he didn't really remember that clearly. But, you know, you have a child now, or you, you have a son, and we need to go and meet him. And this will be the next heir to the throne. So they go to Queens. They meet up with, um, or they, they find Lavelle. But actually, I want to rewind before we get to Lavelle, because we do get a little bit of his story. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, of course, he didn't really have a father in his life, but Tracy Morgan filled that role. And mm -hmm. he says that multiple times in the film. Um, I was your father. <laughs> Hold up. Let me come around here. I'll be here from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Reem. Uncle Reem. Yeah. Yeah. And he's about to have an interview for some type of tech business. And he's just wearing the wrong stuff. I mean, now, first off, he did not graduate college. He was three credits away from graduating, getting his bachelor's degree. Um, and that's when the guy starts, you know, the the interviewer starts going down the slippery slope of, oh, you, well, you didn't 
get your bachelor's degree. Oh, did your mother, what was your mother on drugs? Or, right. You know, a hilarious yeah. bit. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was Colin Jost, the, the actor there. And he's on Saturday Night Live. He's one of the writers and he does their nightly news reports. And it's, he, <laughs> and he, he's like, he's so comfortable playing the, like, I don't know, I'm being racist character. And he just, it just fits his persona. It's hilarious. And he does it on Saturday Night Live all, every week. Um, and he just is doing it again <laughs> in this movie. And it was pretty good. Also, side note, it just feels like this movie was like, let's take all the funny people from SNL that Eddie Murphy likes and put them in a movie. Um, it's like three or four of them are, <laughs> the characters are from SNL. Um, but before you go too further in Lavelle's story, backing up to the backstory with Eddie Murphy's character in the past, how do you feel about the way they went back in time? Like using some of the original footage and then doing some de-aging, whether that's makeup or CGI. It, it Honestly, it didn't feel too unnatural to me, surprisingly. Well, yeah, I think it fit pretty well. I was trying to figure out, like, hmm, did this, did this scene show up in the first film? Right. Well, I haven't seen that film in a while. Yeah. But I think it, it, it flowed pretty naturally. Um, I didn't really notice much of anything. Um, I mean, it, most of it was in the kind of like in a dark. It wasn't right. like in the daylight. Right. <laughs> I think it would have been easier to see some of that CGI plastered on his face, but you know, <laughs> I think they did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but back to um, Lavelle's yeah. interview scene. First off, this man is just wearing the wrong thing, some colorful long sleeve button down with a clip on tie and Tim's and jeans. <laughs> just the wrong thing just terrible i i mean i guess that was part of the joke but yeah he's not really dressed for the part <laughs> yeah they're laying it on thick this man is unsuccessful he has no hope and no home <laughs> training so um we needed him to look as he went to college didn't finish three credits away we need him to be sad lonely and need a father figure and like they didn't make it that dramatic either you know, they were some parts, you know, I didn't grow up with the father and I didn't need one and all this stuff. But it even wasn't that dramatic about that. I mean, if anything, they were way okay with it very quickly. I mean, extremely bringing in the mom to live with them, no questions asked, um, treating her like royalty, like family. Um, yeah, it's like they took whenever uh, Killmonger came in in Black Panther... And they said, what if we were okay with this? Like, what if we didn't cause our nephew to go to war with us? And we just we just let him in. This is how it might have went. <laughs> yeah, but I I think for Black Panther, they would have had to try to reach out to him for him to not go and Oh yeah, he was he was already mad, so Yeah, he was already messed up. Right. <laughs> But they created the monster, or at least the Black Panther before. Right. Um, but what do you think about Lavelle's haircut before he went to Zamunda? So I was hoping it was a wig, and I'm pretty sure it was because he was getting that haircut. And I was very glad about that because I was like, that, this is getting a new shape up or something. It's not sitting right. Um, I don't know what's wrong, but it's not right. So I was glad when I was going to cut that hair. Yeah, make that a point because that needs to be. 
<laughs> well, we've all had our afros before, you know. Yeah, yeah, we've had our afros, but you can get an afro and not look like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was glad when they cut it. Yeah, it, he, they gave him the Black Panther haircut, or Killmonger, actually. Right, right. And it was a plot point, you know, from the haircut. So Lavelle, you know, he down in his luck, like you were saying, can't get the job. Um, honestly, I can't remember what the trans... Okay, he was scalping tickets. Yeah, um, yeah, he was in the um, right the mascot thing, selling tickets right. illegally. Right, whenever um, King Akeem was like, okay, we got to find my son and they found him instantly first we're going back to the barbershop for that great callback to the original barbershop scene with arsenio hall and eddie murphy talking to themselves um and it's like it's so much better than anyone else who's tried to do this there's not as like the lag is different you it feels like they're in the actual same room at the same time the jokes hit right um they just do that so well so i'm glad they found an excuse to go back to the barbershop um, and even the conversation they had when they were there, I mean, they were talking about gentrification and what that meant. And, um, the Me Too movement was in there a little bit and, and being a respectful gentleman and how things have changed. And they didn't do it in like a politically, a political way. Um, they did it with comedy, but still respecting the issue, which I was again, not expecting, but glad to see it. Yeah, it was nice to see them. Um, they showed up a couple of times in the film just to give Eddie Murphy directions every time. <laughs> but <laughs> but they, they definitely got their jokes in there, especially like when I forgot what they were saying exactly, but I remember they were talking about, oh, like this, like this. And then the guy in the chair, yeah, like those babies <laughs> with the flies on their face. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> you my, chair. my chair with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be disrespectful. <laughs> we get to tell the joke, son. That that just us. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm glad they didn't. Funny. I'm glad they didn't do like a black, like a what's it? No, like a Big Mama's House three. When they bring in Bow Wow and have him you know, do the same thing as Martin Lawrence, because that's like that didn't work. Um, so I'm glad they just left that to Eddie Murphy on Center Hall and didn't try to I bring in nothing about that movie. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just bringing up these movies. I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they weren't that good, so I'm not surprised you remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've seen the the first two. Yeah, the third one. Don't watch it if you haven't. Bow Wow's in it. And, uh, not Bow Wow. I call him Bow Wow. Not Bow Wow. Oh, you know why I said that? Because it's so in Lottery Ticket, Bow Wow's best friend, who I forget the actor's name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He I'm was. Yeah, <laughs> I can't eat. <laughs> it was him. He played Martin Lawrence's son. Um, okay, and had to dress up because of some shenanigans. And it, <laughs> this wasn't good. Okay, uh, but yeah, um, Eddie Murphy. He finally meets his son, and he's like, um, "Let's go back to Zamunda." Um, he starts to, uh, well, Lavelle, he goes back to his apartment where all of his family lives from what it looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all there. Yeah, and some of them don't 
don't have like only like two lines in the whole film. And they're also like like the woman, I forget her name, but she's a hilarious comedian. She only had like two lines. She was just there to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um her name is Lanelle or Lunel. Yeah. 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 Um but Lanelle Campbell. Yeah. That's her name. Um but they show him, you know, your royalty. Let's go back to Zamunda. But his family's like, no, we're not taking my son anywhere. Um, and he's like, I'm not going anywhere without my mother. <laughs> and then, you know, they, she just hops on along. They go back to Zamunda. But Eddie Murphy's wife, she's not, she was already not pleased that right. he had a son outside of the marriage. But also, he brought the woman who <laughs> is the. <laughs> The, the mother. Right. Which was another surprise. And, you know, he's in the doghouse. Um, but he introduces his son to his all of his daughters. And every time he introduces him, he says, uh, meet your bastard brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to say this word as often as we can. <laughs> he's like, I think they get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And they again, they do it with comedy and serious because you have the whole side story with the daughter who's the oldest who wants to rule. She's trained for this, but it, well, you know it's against the traditions, um, and we have to train Lavelle to be the king. Um, it's serious moments here with all this hilarious slapstick comedy, um, the introductions over and over again in the big palace room. Um, it, yeah, like the story matters, but. I also feel like this movie is a series of skits that are just hilarious <laughs> and not so much a movie itself. Yeah, I, I thought it it really um, fit together pretty well. But, um, oh yeah, I was also saying that some of the parts near the end kind of fall apart for me. Mm. Um, just, just for the story part, some of the story beats. But, um, like... Just talking about Wesley Snipes and wanting to invade the country, you know, start a war and everything. Yeah. Where is Zamunda's army? Like, did they have nobody to defend them? Well, not only do they seem to not have an actual army, they didn't pay for that cast. Um, but also, like, the things that ended the war could have definitely been ended before this is even a problem. They just opened the trade routes. Like, he couldn't do that before? Why? Yeah. Why were they closed? If they're that easy to open, I'd be mad too um, that they weren't open sooner. Because, I mean, obviously his family didn't get married in. I mean, he's presented with Tiana Taylor at his, as his to-be wife. And she does a good job of doing the same thing that happened in the first film. You know, listening to commands exactly as they are. No personality. Liking what the prince likes. Um, was pretty much her whole role. And um, that doesn't happen. And somehow they're just okay with it. Well, I mean, yeah, in the end, they are okay with it. But um, Lavelle decides to go with his barber, who um, he really likes, and right. loves after, what, a couple of weeks? He wants to marry her. Yeah, a couple of <laughs> weeks. They had some, like, surface-level conversations that were deep for the movie because everyone else was not having real conversations. They were just making jokes. Um, so it was pretty clear that she was going to, you know, he's going to fall in love with her. And choose to marry her. 
Um, the cliche is he still chose to get married in like a week. Like he couldn't just be like, let's have a normal relationship and get to know one. Nope, we're getting married. You cut <laughs> my hair good. We have good conversation. We're getting married. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's all we need. That's that's all you need. Okay, get married. Um, that's so that was back in the day. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll all work out. He never met her family, but I guess they're okay with it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Marrying a prince or a king to be. Yeah, um, I'm sure they are fine with it. <laughs> but um, I think they, they kind of resolved the the whole invading. Uh, well, Wesley Snipes invading their country with, hey, let's just beat him up for a second, and then you know he'll stop. Right. <laughs> um, but eventually. Uh, Lavelle, you know, he goes back to Queens because he overhears um, Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy saying that, um, well, talking about using him as a pawn right. to get the countries to work together. That's when Lavelle leaves, go back. To, he goes back to Queens um, with his wife to be. I forgot her name, but um, the, the wife or, or the girl, she really wants to get out of the country also because right. women don't have as much freedom to do as they want to. So um, they decided to just have a really quick marriage. But Eddie Murphy, he flies back to Queens very quickly. I mean, everybody moves very quickly from <laughs> Af- Africa. To right. Europe. Africa mustn't be that far from Queens. <laughs> really? I thought it was right down the street. <laughs> Going overnight. Uh, and then in a big deal, they took the private, they took the royal jet. But I guess there's another one because he got there right after they did. So... <laughs> Wasn't a big deal, was Black it? Time. Right. <laughs> but but um, Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy objects like he did in Shrek. You know, a little, little donkey reference right there. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, he finally listens to his son, LaFell, and like, you know, I'm doing what I want. And he sees... Eddie Murphy sees himself in Lavelle because he did that same thing so many years ago whenever he found a wife in Queens, but now you kind of have the opposite Queens coming to Zamunda to get the wife. Right. But um, after this, um, he anoints his uh, daughter as the queen and she's going to be over She's going to be the heir to the throne and Lavelle, you know, he'll be able to, live his life, but still in Zamunda. And I guess get to know his family more. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh, I mean, in the end, I-, I think it was a good way to wrap it up, but the story kind of fell apart for me at the end. Well, at the end, it felt like the last two minutes in Shrek when everyone's just singing. Um that's what the end was. It was just a concert. I mean, you had you had sexual chocolate coming back. Um, there were no soul glow references. That's that's I missed that though. There were no soul glow yeah. references. Um, but you had him coming back. You had the whole um, salt and pepper coming back. The two rapping twins from the original. Um, they came back for a quick second. I mean, you had every one of Eddie Murphy's characters who was in it before. And our senior hall are back. Um, and they just have a big party. I can imagine filming it was very fun. Because um, they're just having a huge party the entire time. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, 
how do they film let's say each each character because they have to be in multiple places like in real time whenever we see it but they have to take off all of that stuff and put it back on yeah yeah i think i've heard you know behind the scenes and in tyler perry films and and uh eddie murphy things sometimes you're that one character the whole day and you just re redo the scene over the course of a week or two um some I mean, you might switch multi in the same day but you get up really early to do it you go to bed late and you have to have the like mental capacity to um, to imagine that you're talking to someone in real life when it's yourself um which he does extremely well him and arsenio hall there's no like really lag time between the response and things like that when they're talking to themselves. Um, and they, they just, they have it down to a science. I wonder if he was the first yeah, one I'm, to do that. I'm not sure who was the first one. I mean, either, but I, I know that he's definitely popularized it. Right. The one man show. <laughs> but, um, I think it was a, a good sequel, but did anybody need this? No. And they do have like a a throwaway line of that type of joke, like oh yeah, um, you know, sequels and remakes. <laughs> right. What Americans make. Because if you make a joke about it, then you don't have to feel bad if yours is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did we need this? No. Am I mad? No. But you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's I think of course the first one had more iconic moments. Like I wish they would have found a way to have Samuel Jackson come back um and like rob the place again or something. I don't know. Bringing McDowell's in and having such a big plot point was hilarious. The McDowell's in Zamunda and talking about the McDonald's lawsuits again. The McFlurby versus the McFlurry. <laughs> it it's was not even the same. And they had a and they had a plant-based burger in that. Yeah. That's Straight the previous conversation that we were having before we recorded. Right. <laughs> it's about everywhere. Burgers. <laughs> yeah, but oh you, you mean plant based burgers? Well yeah, yeah. The references, the real life, they're they're really everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead. Try one. I Do will it right now. one day. What one day. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. And probably not. One day. <laughs> It's not that bad. Just try it. It's not going to kill you. Just try it. I'm going to have to try and get another burger at the same time. I'm just going to get, get a Beyond it's, Burger and a, and a uh, I don't know. I think burger with bacon. They do a really good burger with bacon. <laughs> just add the bacon to the Beyond Burger. Am I going to waste that bacon then? How is it wasted? Because it all needs to be good. Wait, it's going to enhance your food. One step at a time. We'll see. <laughs> oh, you're acting like you're taking medicine. Like you got to, you know, drink the water as soon as you, you I mean, know, take the, this cough syrup. I don't know. Well, it's not that bad. Maybe I'll love it. Maybe I will bite into a Beyond Burger and be like, oh my gosh, my life has changed. I doubt it. But yeah, I doubt maybe. it too. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you'll be more open to eating them though. Maybe. 
Yeah. But um, any other thoughts before we give this film a rating? No, I think it's a solid sequel. It's hilarious. Um, it's it's nothing but Eddie Murphy at his best, and I can use more of that any day. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the better sequels. Um, is it a great film? No, I mean it's it's definitely not what the original was. The original was you know really good for its time right but you have a lot of callbacks from that film and just the huge cast of black actors yeah that i don't know how they were able to pay for yeah um <laughs> and the fact that so many of them were able to come back and be in this as well i thought was pretty pretty nice because i feel like coming to america um in a, is a is staple in american cinema and, and a hallmark in, in black American cinema, most definitely. Um, and of course, like, right, this won't live up to that, but reminds you of the, of a good time. I mean, I don't, there's not many comedies that are coming up and being as successful, monumental as that movie was. Um, most of the comedies I can think of, I mean, Unfortunately, they are mostly Netflix and straight to Hulu movies, but um, they don't have that same kind of pull anymore. We don't. Maybe we're missing the comedians. I, Kevin Hart could never do that for me. I don't care for his <laughs> movies. Um, so we, we just need more. Tiffany Haddish, I she has some stuff, um, but not to the level of Eddie Murphy. And we missing that Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock status. We need more of those actors to make movies to to be things we're going to watch again that are good and we haven't had that in a long time well i mean i would argue just the landscape of movies how people see and watch films are different because for the most part you know pre-pandemic people were going to see these big event movies you know world ending stuff and you know here and there you'll get like one of those smaller films that'll make it big but mm -hmm. it's a lot of these universe building films that are getting most of the attention right right so i remember i remember in a film class um i forget who the director was um but he did a lot of like slapstick gory stuff that was like scary but hilarious low budget films um stuff that inspired like the jaw movies and whatnot and he says you know when star wars came out he said i'm i'm very afraid of what the movie industry is going to be because it's turning into something that it's not a monetized long commercial. And he was right. That's what, that's what Marvel is. It's one long commercial. It's, <laughs> watch this product to watch another one, not to watch it on its own. And I've accepted that, but it's unfortunate that we might be losing out on some really good original movies because these world building sequels, trilogies, all these things are sucking the energy away from, from things that could be coming up. Well, um, I can agree and disagree with that. I mean, I really do enjoy the world building films because, you know, it gives me something to look forward to and, you know, come, come back to. Yeah. But also you do kind of miss out on some of those smaller films that, you know, have some really great moments that, you know, you, you can just watch one time 
or you can just watch it by itself and not have to know any prior knowledge. Yes, um, miss those movies. I mean, there, there's still some here and there. Studios just don't take as much risk anymore with yeah. those, I think. Yeah. They want the million, multi-millions, hundreds of millions of dollars payouts. So. Yeah, like Justice League. <laughs> That's Snyder Cut. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> just not today. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind the way the landscape of films are right now. Um, I think eventually we'll, we'll come back to a an, an even playing ground where, you know, some of these bigger studios with world building stuff, that, that's going to calm down because not everybody's into all of these world building stuff because there's a lot of um, projects that have failed. Oh, yeah. Avatar. But that was a failure. Well, well, no, it wasn't a failure. The fact the sequel itself has failed to be produced. Um, so, <laughs> and they were waiting on. They were. I mean, there's a whole section in Disney World built to Avatar, um, and that sequel, and the four other ones that they had planned have yet to come to fruition. So, um, the movie itself is still the highest grossing movie of all time. Um, or I'm second place. Sorry, now, I'm joking. I think, <laughs> but. Um, but I don't care to see the sequel. I mean, it's been so long. Yeah. Years. Long time. Um, <laughs> and there's no way. And it's supposed to be one of those building on top of one of those long commercial type movies. Um, but it's been so long. And the stuff that made Avatar cool is like normal now. So, I mean. It's nothing special. Nothing special. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say. DC, to a certain degree, has been a failure. Um, the only thing keeping it afloat is just the fans. Um, if it wasn't for that, it would have been in the trash a long time ago. That millions and mi hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> keeps it alive. We're feeding that beast. Yeah, but I think they've learned their lesson to a certain degree. Um, there was a recent trailer with the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. which looks pretty nice. Um, and I think what, Black Adam, that's going to come out at some point. So yeah, they, they have some stuff. They're, I think they're going to be trending in the right direction. Yeah, but I mean, I would prefer having more stuff like Coming to America too than another world-building thing. Like, I think... I don't know. I, I think I would have enjoyed if they were just stay on their own. If they, you know, before they were trying to make it a whole big universe, um, they just did independent films that didn't necessarily connect or maybe it was just slight, you know, references here and there, like they were in the beginning, instead of it just having to lead to something um, bigger. It's, it's caused the movies to not be as good because they're writing it for the next one instead of writing it for the one that's right now. Well, I mean, you're kind of doing the same thing with coming to America. I mean, really, it's more of a cash grab than anything. Well, yes, yeah. Um, but I well, I say the difference is it's fine if you want to take something that was successful and then, you know, make a sequel to it. That's fine. But when you make the first one and in the writing room you're talking about the second one, maybe the first one isn't that good. And I think that was something that Ryan Coogler was talking about when he was – 
you know, in the process of directing Black Panther because they had questions about the sequel. And he's like, I'm just trying to make a good movie right now. And if it's great, we can go to a sequel, but I'm not writing a sequel because the first one needs to be good. And I think that's where DC has failed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, from the, the beginning with, um, well, Man of Steel was a part of it, but Batman v Superman, that's where they all, it, it went wrong there. That, yep. That's where they really messed up, Batman v Superman. Um, but we have to get into that whenever we talk about Justice League. Right. This film, this this recording is about coming to America. But um, let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film coming to America? I would rate this as a mid-level background noise because I think, but I think that's what it's supposed to be. This is a movie that you can you can put on for your grandfather. You can fall asleep halfway through and wake up and feel fine. Um, because you don't need to know the story. You just need to watch the individual little skits that make up this movie and laugh at those pieces. And it doesn't have to string together because it's not some consequential big story. It's really basic. We all know what's happening. We just want to laugh. And that's what this movie is good for. <laughs> okay. Um, I was expecting much higher from you. But I like okay. the film, but I'm not gonna say it's 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 worth a higher rating because I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good to watch. I think it's hilarious, but I wouldn't rate it above more theatrical, larger, more thought provoking films. I think it very much is very basic. It is Eddie Murphy doing stand up with himself, and it's amazing. Um, for that, but it's not revolutionary. It's it's not it's not special. It's it's just a fun no. sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel that wasn't really necessary. That they were just trying to make some extra money off of. But you know, it's fine. And I'm gonna rate it as a mid level background noise because um, this can truly be background noise. Literally. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those that you see in the barbershop or, you know, like you said, playing at the grandfather's house, he falls asleep on. Really, everybody falls asleep on. Maybe you're right. playing at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, look at him. You know, Eddie Murphy, they got this person, Morgan Freeman, um, Wesley Snipes, all of that, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't mind it. It was fine. I, it had some funny moments. I enjoyed some parts. But um, this is a trend. <laughs> sequels to movies that were successful 20, 30 years ago and remakes. But yep. um, that's the world we live in. <laughs> but do you have any other thoughts about coming to America? No, no. I think that wraps it up really well. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, if they want to make a clumps, what? three or four, I'd be down for no. that. Because um, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's still got it. Um, we can even come back to Norbit. What is he up to? Let's, let's do a sequel. <laughs> Norbit? I think you should just leave things the way they are. You know, come up with something <laughs> new. Isn't that what you were asking for? These newer, thought-provoking films? Well, I would... Films? I'm a, yes. 
And I think a sequel to these films will be just as small. And they can be new concepts with faces that we love. What I'm saying I don't like is necessarily um, whenever you make it with the intention to go there. But it used to be that sequels were only made if the original was good. Um, and we've come to a place where we make sequels because we can make sequels and not because the first one was good. And that I don't like. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's all just to profit off of nostalgia. Um, something that's recognizable that people can relate to. Yeah. And, okay. and if you, I mean, there were many jokes in this film um, that were in reference to other movies um, and other nostalgic moments, which that's what they were doing. I'm, I mean, I think it, one day it may be that nostalgia is just a, considered a genre in films. <laughs> and, you know, that might make us feel better about it because it's, you know, we can call it what it is <laughs> a movie about old things. Um, and take no. it out of the rest of the categories. Um, that what? that shouldn't be a category. I mean, if not, it's going to just ruin every other category. I think some people think it already is. Like You can't have a movie that's on its own, that's not referencing something, that's not making a joke about another film or something like that. Um, so maybe it needs to be its own thing. Maybe we're just at a standstill where there's not as much new projects or new ideas being put out there. No, and they're not being picked up. They're not being funded. Um, and I wonder what will happen. You know, I feel like, w I don't know, we had a creativity loss. I mean, you look at Will Smith and Gemini Man, and that's an old script from the 90s, and it, I mean, or the 80s, and it's going to go to someone else. It's a lot of hands. Um, but essentially, it just, if anything, it showed that you can take an old actor, make them young for the majority of a film, and people will accept it. So how far can we go? Do we even need to find a new Will Smith or a new Eddie Murphy? Or, you know, we can just make them look young <laughs> and have them keep doing it for us. <laughs> as long as they can still move. But right. Uh, for Gemini Man, of course, the movie did not work, but it was a newer concept that wasn't exactly. It wasn't a sequel or something else. Yeah, it was original content. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, it, well, I guess, I mean, that was the whole storyline of having the clone be himself. Um, it wasn't recycled, but in some ways, I feel like a lot of the movie, I mean, not much was original. Um, it was an original movie, but I wasn't surprised by anything. <laughs> so, I don't know how new it actually is. Yeah, it's a different title, but, I mean... It's essentially bad boys without the jokes and Martin Lawrence. Um, and just <laughs> let's just have Will do both parts. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's much more of a savage in Gemini Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely upgraded. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't mind that because it was a newer film. It wasn't trying to build off of nostalgia. No, no, not at all. Um, it's in its own lane, you know, action film and in some ways generic in that, you know, it's just an action film with Will Smith. Um, so yeah, you're right. It didn't, it didn't have to, it didn't need to uh, do any, any callbacks or uh, if there were any outside references, I can't remember any, but you stayed in it. But in the same respect, movies like Tenet, say, 
original. <sighs> New. It did not work. Thought provoking. All the boxes checked. Nope, not all of them. Interesting. Did I not check that box. Super interesting. Well, the initial concept, yes. But when you get right down to it, no. I, you know, love people love to hate it, but uh, what love to hate it? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> if I can't get through the film without understanding or being interested in, you know, by, by the end of the film, then there's a problem. There's a huge problem. Um, now I can compare it to now. This is the same director, Christopher Nolan, with you know Tenet and then Inception. Now Inception, I did not understand some of the stuff, but I was very intrigued by the concept and what was going on. Um, what did I miss before? Now this film, Tenet, yeah, it has some of the same things, but man, yeah, it takes so many steps just to get right down to the point where you're just like, I'm over it. <laughs> no. I am over it. No. I was invested the entire time. Tell me more. I want the prequel. And you know what? You could do it because the prequel would be in the future. So whenever that actor is older, he could go back to this film. I'm just saying the possibilities are endless. No. Nobody wants to watch it. You got Robert Pattinson being Batman. He's going to come back with that attitude. That training. It, it's, I'm just saying. No, it'll be no. it'll be tenant. They'll call it tenant again because it'll be a sequel from the future in the past that already happened. <laughs> nope, it's it's not a good movie. We, we we should just leave it at that. Um, but any final thoughts about coming to America? No, uh, definitely give it a watch. I mean, who doesn't love Eddie Murphy? Um, you will not be disappointed. If you have Prime, don't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it'll definitely have you laughing here and there, but um, it's an unnecessary sequel. But you, you might enjoy it. Um, but that does for us at Any Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And you can also click on the message link to send us a message and get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.